What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about what a consistently growing business looks like. Before we do though, if you listen to this episode and you think, I want to do this work with Elizabeth, you can. Inside of the Consistent Business Builder Mastermind, because that's where we're doing this work. The first call in this next round is going to be Monday, November 2nd. You can find the application in the show notes to apply. This is a mastermind for coaches and specifically coaches who hear this podcast and want this type of business. Let's talk about what a consistently growing business looks like. Now, if we take out the one word of growing, what we're left with is a consistent business. And a consistent business is one that creates $6,000 two years in a row. I remember having that business. Or $15,000 two years in a row. Or even $50,000 two years in a row. That is a consistent business, right? It's the same. You keep creating the same results. But a consistently growing business is different. It's one that makes more money in the same amount of time. Let me repeat that. A consistently growing business is one that makes more money in the same amount of time. Now, I see a lot of people try to do this, right? They try to make more money in the same amount of time, but they try to do it with productivity. And productivity is all about getting more done, right? And it just requires you to do it better and faster. But a consistently growing business, man, you have to build that so that it has the capacity to grow beyond your ability to do it better and faster. Because a consistently growing business has no cap. When I think about, right, 100K is where all coaches want, right? They, that's the first place to get to. When you get to 100K, it is easier from there because of everything you had to do before that. And so a consistently growing business has to have the capacity to keep growing beyond what you can do now. And so what that looks like, what it might look like is making $100,000 in, say, two years, and then making it in one year, and then making it in six months, and then three months, and then one month, right? It just gets faster and faster because your capacity to create money, you're making more money in the same amount of time. Now notice I'm not talking to people who are like, how can I work less? How can I like do my business in less time? I want to make more money in less time. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> You're right. Like, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm sure that there's a way to do it. It's not this podcast. 
A consistently growing business makes more money in the same amount of time. And the only way that you can create a consistent growth is with your brain. Your brain is what makes decisions. It thinks about what's possible and it drives you in how you show up every day. Your mind, right, brain mind, is the variable that'll be constant today and when you have your half a million dollar business. And the way you solve problems, it's always gonna be the same, right? The way that I teach you to solve problems doesn't change. You master the process now, solving problems with your mind, and then you keep using that same process in your future business. I see this, right? It's like, I just did a call this morning with a client who has a million dollar business. And the same process for looking at what's happening and how to solve for it is the same process that a coach uses at 50,000. She's just done the process so many more times to solve it with her mind that she moves through it more quickly. Now, there are three areas that I've broken this down into, right? A consistently growing business is broken into three areas. You have to think like an entrepreneur. The second thing you need to do is have a vision for where you're going, right? You have to give your goals perspective. And the third thing you have to do is set and hit goals, right? When you think about creating a business that makes money faster, but in the same amount of time, it's because you have a goal and you hit it. Now, before we break this down, I want to address the number one thing that's going to stop somebody from thinking they can do this, really, right? Not just thinking that they can grow a business, making more money in the same amount of time, but that's going to stop them from even letting their vision come fully to life. And, and what that is, is it's the fear that it's not possible for you. And so as I go through each section of this episode, I want to make sure I start with this, which is it is possible for you. Every human has a mind and all of those minds are filled with drama, drama in some areas and clarity in other areas, right? It's like the person who can be super confident and be totally uncertain in another area of their life. I have seen thousands of minds at work from the person who creates three clients in a year, right? To the client who creates a million dollars in a year. Everybody has a brain and they're all the same. They have the same patterns. They have the same thoughts. They have the same way of being trained, And that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to have to train your brain. And it is going to be hard, right? It's simple and it's hard. And it's hard because you're going to have to build up a resilience to doing things that feel different and uncomfortable. That's it, right? Hard just means it's different and uncomfortable. And the brain's like, I don't know about that. But you build up your resilience to that. Because eventually what's going to happen as you train your brain is that you're going to actually have to train your brain to look at what you've created and be in awe of yourself. Because 
what will once seem so amazing and and cool, like making $100,000, eventually is going to be something that your brain is just not impressed with, right? Because it's going to be your norm. It's going to be your default. And your brain is going to just look at it like, well, of course I did. Of course I created $100,000. And so you will have to teach your brain to be impressed with what you have, which is ironic because right now, Everything you have right this minute, you probably aren't actively impressed with anymore because you just have it. And that is a pattern of the brain. Okay, let's dig into these three areas. So how do we create a consistently growing business, right? Because we don't just want a consistent business. We want that one that grows consistently. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to think like an entrepreneur, Now, nobody teaches us how to think like an entrepreneur. They teach us how to think like a wife. They teach us how to think like an employee. They teach us how to think like a broke person. Nobody teaches us how to think like an an entrepreneur. Now, some of you are going to have some experience with this. Excellent. And some of you won't have as much. I remember my first experience was selling Mary Kay. That that taught me at 18 how to think like an entrepreneur in a way that nothing had taught me before that. And so every little thing like that has taught you and maybe has added to your thinking like an entrepreneur in ways you might not even have known. So thinking like an entrepreneur, there's three ways I've broken this down. The first one is when you think like an entrepreneur, you focus productively, right? You solve problems with a profitable focus, (laughs) right? You're not just focused all over the place. You're not just solving every problem your brain suggests. You learn to solve the ones that make you money. And so you know where to focus to create the highest quality results. And we'll talk about this in some of the other ones, but you know how to focus and see what is working and what's not working and how to filter through the outputs of the mind so that you always know exactly what to change. The other part about focusing productively is that you solve the right problems. And what I see seeing thousands of minds at work on their business is that the brain offers very basic and common problems. Everybody's brain is offering them this problem. Their brain is saying, the reason I don't have the result that I want is because I need to better messaging, right? And messaging could be the words you're writing, right? I need to write better copy. I need to be more clear on who I'm serving. I need to speak to them more effectively. All of that falls under, I need better messaging. Another common problem that the brain gives is, I need to give more value, which is just, you know, marketing speak for, I need to help more people. I need to go do more stuff. I need to create a webinar. I need to create another webinar. I need to create a podcast. I need to do live streams. I need to send more emails. I need to send a email. I need to create a post. I need to be on all 45 social media platforms. I need to be doing that and networking in person. I need to do that and, right? It's this focus your brain tells you, I need to give more value. The other common thing that the brain says is a problem, right? The reason you don't have the results you want, this is what the brain says, or marketers, both really, is because you're just not in front of the right people or enough people. 
or a combination of all three, right? You need better messaging with more value to more people. This is what the brain gives you. But this is not why you don't have the result you want. But this is the, 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 the reason that the brain just offers over and over and over. And the longer you stay trying to solve those problems, the less money you make. Because those are not profitable problems. Those aren't the problem. But when you don't know how to look through all three outputs of the mind and say, how am I creating this result? What exactly is happening here? You don't know how to solve for it. You have to think like an entrepreneur. The second thing of thinking like an entrepreneur is thinking on purpose. And and even like I wrote down 360 and then I was doing the math. I'm like, 360, does that go all the way around? It does. <laughs> right? And I think of this when you are thinking on purpose. Now, this is actually why it's harder to make money that first 100K. Because you have to think in terms of your business over a lot like a lot wider of an area. You have to think on purpose about a lot more stuff. So let's just say there's a hundred things in your business that you have to think on purpose about. And so you have to use that ability to problem solve with your brain on a hundred different areas. You have to think on purpose, build your mind, see the stuff that might not be helping you. And you have to see that for a hundred different things. But that is what establishes the foundation for you to build a business bigger than that 100K is that you think on purpose about each of those things. And I'll just throw out some of these, right? When we think about thinking like an entrepreneur and thinking on purpose, it is going to be thinking on purpose about a client who gives you their money to coach them. Because the the mind that's not thinking on purpose, it might be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can help them. They gave me their money and I don't know if I can deliver. I'm really good at like the front end, but man, I don't know if I can do the back end. What if this doesn't work for them? You have to think on purpose about what you sell and your ability as a coach to deliver it. You have to think on purpose about a consult that says yes and then no. You have to think on purpose about wanting to make a certain amount of money but being willing to make less because you're not rushing your business and you know that you want to be investing and you want to be, right? If you, if you create a hundred, right, you say a hundred thousand dollars and you think of that in terms of a, a percentage of 100%, most people, when you don't think like an entrepreneur, what they're thinking about their money is, Ooh, I have a hundred thousand dollars to spend. I'm rich. This is great. This is how much money I wanted to make. But no, when you're thinking on purpose about these hundred different areas, one of them is that you make that hundred thousand dollars, that 100% and you might pay yourself 30% of it. Why would you want to do that? Because you're thinking like an entrepreneur, because you aren't building a, how can I get as much cash to myself as as possible? You're building a business. You're building a future company that's going to be able to create, when I, when I look at my business, double, right? Every year I get to pay myself twice as much as I paid myself the year before. And that is fun. There is no job that does that. And I could take a year off, right? I could just maintain the result and double, do it two years in a row. No big deal, right? But it's thinking on purpose about a hundred different areas. Now, 
What's amazing, what's super fun is once you get through those hundred different areas that build that foundation of your brain, where you get to is that you have a lot, you have, you have core areas you have to maintain and build your brain. And then you're just going to run into new areas as you need to build it. And then you just build those. So it, it gets simpler in some areas, but it's still the same work. And I want you to imagine what this work looks like thinking on purpose, right? Thinking about all these different things is it's, there's a, you're, you're going down the road and there's a fork in the road and your brain has been used to taking the left path and the left path is what gets you the same results over and over and over and over, right? Those, those consistent results, but not the consistently growing results. So you're used to taking that left path. And let's just say you have a coach and your coach is like, okay, but we're going we're gonna to take this right path. Here's what I recommend. Or let's explore this. And what you uncover is, oh my gosh, there's a whole nother path. But what happens on that path is that, remember when I told you, you have to build that resilience to doing something you haven't done that feels uncomfortable, that you aren't sure if it's going to work. And you build the resilience to exploring that other path and seeing the result you create doing it that way. And it could be a way of thinking. It might be a thing you actually do. But when you're thinking on purpose, you're having one, right? Like we think about a consult saying yes and then no. That's totally normal. And yet the person who's never thought about that, who doesn't expect it, it could spin them out. They could start thinking, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Nothing's working. I'm never gonna make this. But when they're like, okay, wait a minute. Somebody saying yes and then no is normal. This was always going to happen. This is what happens when you run a business and you are an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, I get to think about this. The way I would have thought about this is this path. And we don't judge that path, right? There's no reason it doesn't help us go any faster. We just accept it. Yeah, that's the thought I normally think. That's the thought I'm for sure thinking right now. What else can I think? Oh, I could think if it's not this person, it's somebody else. Like this person's either in or they're not. My people exist and it's my job to go out and find them. It's my job to go out and speak to them, to bring them into me so that they know, right? Notice how different that sounds. That's what you're building out when you think like an entrepreneur. You think about every one of those things and you learn to think about it on purpose. The third part of thinking like an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur plays to win. Now, often what we think of as winning when we're employees is we're competing against somebody else or there's some competition, but it's not. When we play to win as an entrepreneur, that winning means that we create something sustainable, right? You create something simple. Playing to win means it's sustainable, and simple and that means that you create choice like you make choices to create a simple business and maybe you want to have a certain type of business that what I see the most commonly happen is a coach who says I really want to have a group program but they haven't built the skill of coaching one-on-one yet and if they were only planning to just make money right now that wouldn't be a big deal But when they're thinking about the longer term vision of what they're creating and why, then they want to build the skill one skill at a time rather than like, oh, I know it's harder, but I'm going to just do the harder instead. 
you don't get to you don't get to like bypass skill development so the the coach who's thinking like an entrepreneur who's playing to win builds a sustainable and simple business they make decisions they make their business simple right they make it simple about what they offer how they sell and the bigger picture of where they're going when you're playing to win and it's sustainable and simple You're learning to understand and appreciate the process, right? So often what people do instead is they value the goal and they skip right over. They make the process awful and uncomfortable and like the thing they're just gritting and bearing. No. My coach told me once, you're going to spend 99% of your time in the process. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) And so when you're playing to win and you're building something sustainable and simple, you take the time to appreciate and understand the process. Now, I, I, I was reluctant to say enjoy, although you will, right? Like that's like saying I'm going to be pregnant, but I'm just going to not, I'm going to appreciate and understand the process, but not enjoy it. There are going to be parts of it you will enjoy so much. And there will be other parts of it that are just part of the process. And when you appreciate and understand them, you're, you're less resistant as you grow through it. You're more open to like, yeah, this is what I'm mastering. This is what I want to be doing, right? I think about that pregnant woman, like she wants to have morning sickness because the alternative is not having it and not having the baby. She wants it. And so when you are thinking like an entrepreneur and you're playing to win, by building a sustainable business, you do it by learning the process and enjoying it. Enjoying it just as much as having the goal. Because, right, you're going to be in the process 99% of the time and you're going to have the goal that 1%. The other thing they do when you think like an entrepreneur and you're playing to win is you use all three outputs of the mind to solve problems effectively and quickly, right? Instead of wallowing in uncertainty, confusion, and worry, which takes you out of your ability to grow your business, right? Sustainability as an entrepreneur means you know how to use your mind instead of just your hustle, instead of your capacity to work harder, faster, better, right? Sustainable and simple. That's what an entrepreneur is building. That's thinking like an entrepreneur, The second part of building a consistently growing business. So first, you're going to think like an entrepreneur. The second part is building a vision. And a vision is just giving your goal perspective. So a few, right? So it's like you're you're future focused. When you have a, when you are building a consistently growing business and you're thinking like an entrepreneur, you're focused on the future. You know where you're going, right? You're building a business. It serves you and your person, right? So you're future focused, building a business that serves you and your person. Now, here's why this is important. What's the opposite? The opposite is being past focused, looking, being present focused, looking around you at the quote unquote reality and assuming that this is what is. No, Vision and goal perspective is looking into the future, seeing something that doesn't exist yet and deciding you're going to create it, 
right? And then, right, building it sustainably means that it's for you, but it also serves somebody else. It serves something bigger than you. And for me, I talked about this in one of the previous episodes, I want to teach every human how to use their brain. I was just hanging out with my grandma this last weekend and she's 92 years old. And I just, like that vision just deepened as we sat there playing cards. And as I thought, you know what? I'm teaching her, I'm helping her build her brain just playing this game. But more than that, just being who I am that who I amness is just my norm now and it pushes out and automatically impacts other people, right? That's my vision. Now I have the reason I want to build it for me and I have a reason I want to build it for other people. So you, to build a consistently growing business, you have to build a vision. You have to give yourself a future focus, something you're striving for, something you're creating, but that serves, right? It's not just like, oh, it will help a lot of people. No, It serves you and not you. The second part of building a vision, right? Giving your goal perspective is that you value growing yourself, right? To grow a business, you have to grow the leader. You have to grow you. And that's really growing your mental capacity. And and so so let me let me make this very specific. When you grow yourself, yes, you're growing your skill, right? I think about the person I was without a like 100K business. I didn't need an assistant. I didn't need so many things. And now I have an assistant and I have, I think I have like three or four contractors. So no full-time employees, but contractors and people that I manage. And so that is part of the skill. But there's also the mental capacity in other areas like receiving $250,000 in a week. And when you build the capacity of being an entrepreneur and thinking in terms of your consistently growing business, you know exactly what to do with that money in your business to fuel your vision. But you build that capacity. You don't build it by going from zero to 250000 in a week. You build that capacity as you build your business. The other thing you're building your mental capacity for is to be the coach who can do 70 consults, hear no 62 times, and still come back to a belief of knowing where you're going and being willing to work through this obstacle to grow and create the business you want. To build a business right? You, you see where you need help. You know that you're the only person who can do it for you. And then you learn to grow out, go out and build a committee of people that help you, right? That's building your mental capacity. I think of this as the queen syndrome. It's like you, right? When you're not an entrepreneur, when you aren't taught how to do this, people think, oh, well, if I buy that program, that's going to do it, right? They put the, the responsibility outside of themselves, But when you know that you have to grow yourself, that the only person who can do it is you, what you have to do then is you build that capacity that says, I am the creator of all of this. And so what you do is you learn to see what you need. You learn to see where you need help and then to create that. And this is why I only work with one coach, right? I have my coach. Well, I work with lots of coaches, but I have one coach who directs my mind on my business and she helps me go bigger and bigger than I've ever right, imagined. And 
that one person giving me direction means that I'm not jumping around from this person's idea to this person's idea. I'm not like, oh, look, he teaches, you know, video skill, although I might take up that skill, right? You build the capacity that you are the creator and that you're always just bringing other people in to help you build your mind and your skill set. So building a consistently growing business, you think like an entrepreneur, you build out your vision and goal perspective to give you focus and help you focus how you grow yourself. And then the third part of building a consistently growing business is setting and hitting goals. Now, I think a lot of times when people hear this, they think that this becomes this like obsessive thing. But when you put it in perspective to thinking like an entrepreneur and having goal, vision, and perspective, it becomes just like part of what you're doing for your bigger vision. And so what I like about that is it actually takes you out of the weeds and it gives you the perspective of, oh, I'm not doing this for today. I'm doing this for the bigger thing. And that actually changes how it feels. So setting and hitting goals isn't something that you obsess about. It's not something that like rules your mind. It's just part of what you're doing to create your results. And so I've broken this down into six parts, how to set and hit a goal. The first thing you're always going to do is you're going to decide where you're going. Now, these are the simple decisions you're probably going to make when you're thinking like an entrepreneur, but then you're going to have the sub goals. And so you're going to set those and you're going to know where you're going, right? Why do we set goals? To give us direction, to give us a measuring point. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to choose to believe it's possible, right? That thing you just decided you're going to create, you're going to, you're going to choose to believe it's possible and take action from that possibility with no evidence at all. Remember, because when you're thinking from the future, your possibility, the, the vision of what you're creating instead of the past or the, even the present moment, you have to look at something that you have to see something in your mind only that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And you have to see it in your mind. You have to hold that possibility that it could be created and you could do it. And you have to take action from that place, that place of possibility with no evidence. <laughs> I repeat that because one of the things I hear from people is like, well, it doesn't look like it's working. I'm like, I know that's how it looks. <laughs> that's why as a coach, what I do when I think about coaching, it's like, I hold that belief for my clients. I come and from that place of belief that they can do it and that it's possible and that if it's in their mind that obviously they're going to bring it to life. And as coaches, we sit in that place and we coach our clients. We coach them to believe in that for themselves when they forget. Right? So setting and hitting a goal. First thing you're going to do is decide where you're going because you need direction and focus and specifics. Step two, you're going to choose to believe it's possible, that thing you decided, that goal, and take action from that possibility with zero evidence. The third thing you're going to do is from that belief and possibility, you're going to focus on the, the small 1% shifts because those are going to be the things that show your brain that you're creating something new that didn't exist. Right? So the third thing, I'm going to just repeat it again, from belief and possibility. Because when you, right, when we look back at the second one, it doesn't exist. There's no evidence. That means that as an action to setting and hitting goals, you have to 
purposely find proof that there are small shifts that are building up to create something that didn't exist. It's bringing it to life tiny bit by tiny bit. And all the while, you maintain step two of believing that that thing that doesn't exist is possible and is possible for you to create. The fourth thing you do when you're setting and hitting goals is you give yourself what you need. Okay, now I'm going to say this in a couple of different ways because there's a couple of different angles, right? So giving yourself what you need first, I guess, let me make sure I put that word in there. (laughs) You give yourself what you need first. This is the same analogy like on an airplane. Who do you put oxygen on? No, it's not all 300 of the other passengers. It's you. And so often what I see coaches do is that they're so focused on their client and helping them that they don't take care of themselves first. And let me be more specific. What do you need? When I look at what a coach needs and I ask them, all right, like, what do you think you're going to feel when you have your goal? They tell me things like proud, accomplished, validated, um, happy, right? Peaceful, calm. That is what you need right now. So let's just pull one of those out and say validated. Because again, one of the top things I hear when I listen to all these brains is they think that making $100,000 means something. They think that means that they can do it. They think it means that they're successful. They think it means that, um, right, like basically just proves to themselves or others that they can and do it and that it is possible. And so what, what your brain needs from you then is validation, And what we're used to doing is going out and getting that validation from someone else, right? We get it from our partners. We get it from um, the internet. We get it from social media. We get it from a friend. We're constantly looking for like, will you validate me? We do it by asking questions. What do you think about this? Well, let me get 12 people on the phone and see what they think about this. Let me get their opinions. No, we don't do that. (laughs) We give ourselves what we need first. And if you need validation, the first step is to realize I I need it. And there is no, right? Like I need validation. I make that same list in my brain and are like validation. Yep. I need it. (laughs) And so seeing it, I give it to myself. I validate me. And what you need validated is going to sound different than what I need validated. And so you just ask yourself that, what do I need to hear? What do I think I'm going to believe When I hit the goal, what do I wish somebody else would say to me? And then you give it to yourself. The other part of this, right? Giving yourself what you need. So part of it is giving yourself those emotions. But the other part of it is, is that you have to sell yourself first. You can't. So so what's the opposite of this or what's the alternative? It's trying to sell your clients on something you aren't sold on. If you aren't sold on you, you can't sell your clients on you. If you aren't sold on coaching and what you sell, you can't sell your clients on it either. If you look at coaching and you're like, well, I mean, it kind of works. I'm not really, I mean, I don't invest in it. I am not just completely in awe of it, but I think you should be. Yeah, no, you're not gonna be able to sell coaching. 
If you aren't sold on your person, you are not going to be able to sell your person on themselves. And when I think about that, like I'm sold on, I'm like, yep, my clients have brains. They have all the stuff in there. And I just love it because I love the brain and I love what the brain is pot, like what's capable, what's capable, no, what's possible with the brain. And so you need to give yourself what you need and you have to sell yourself before you ever try and sell somebody else. And you know what happens when you do this? This is actually like the marketing secret, sales secret is that marketing and selling becomes easy because you did the work of selling you. And when you're sold, oh, watch out, right? Watch out because you're not trying to make yourself show up then. But when you just know like, oh, step one, sell myself, then you get to look at the process and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) I see where I was going wrong there. The next step to setting and hitting a goal, right? So start one. Or the first one is you're going to decide where you're going, giving yourself direction. Step two, you're going to choose to believe even though there's no evidence because it doesn't exist yet. Step three, you're going to find the 1% shifts so that your brain can see that it's working. Step four is you're going to give yourself what you need and sell yourself first. Step five, you're going to be in your client's minds. Now, the step before this is important because you can't be in your client's minds if your mind is a messy, crazy place. So you have to clean up your space so that you can focus on your person. So many times I hear coaches who are like, no, I'm thinking about my person night and day. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a problem because there's no space in there for you. Being in your client's minds mean you know what they want. It's what you sell, right? Let's not be unclear on that. (laughs) You're in your client's minds, which means they want what you sell and they don't have it for a reason because, right, whatever it is you coach on and your job is to identify, and this this also helps when you know the outputs of the mind, is that you're going to be able to use it on your brain, but you're going to use it on your client's brains. And instead of being lost thinking about yourself and what you want and that it's not working and you don't know what else to do and you need to get more value and you need to get in front of more people and you need to get clear on your message. <laughs> instead, you're in their brains. You're, you're thinking about how they feel. You're thinking about what they're thinking, what their circumstances are, what's stopping them from getting the result they want, which is what you sell, right? You're in their head, not yours, Because you were in your head. You got it cleaned up. You got it where it needed to be. And now you can be in their head. And then the last part of setting and hitting a goal is you learn from yourself. I just made up some percentages just for the fun of it because, you know, that's what we do. So when you think of like what most people do is that they spend 90% of time learning from somebody else. Oh man, 99%. Listening to podcasts, taking programs, going through course modules, um reading a book, learning from somebody else's brain. And so I broke this concept down or this percentage down, right? Learn from somebody else's brain 20% of the time. Learn from your brain 80%. Why? Because your brain, when you're thinking like an entrepreneur and you have a vision and then you have these goals that bring up the stuff, What you're left with is a chance to learn from you. It is the quickest way to create a result you want. 
Think about this. What most people do is they think, I don't have the result that I want yet. Oh, right. Let's go back to what the brain says. I just need to be getting in front of more people. And then because you listen to your brain and you're like, oh yeah, it went down that left fork in the road. I better go do that. You take more time because when your brain's like, well, I need to get in front of more people. Ooh, you know who's doing that well? James Wedmore. I better go take his course. He can help me get in front of more people. And now you just wandered down a path that's going to take you months or years away from being profitable. But when you learn from yourself, you say, okay, (laughs) I know that this is what my mind is saying. And this is where I know to focus. This is what I know to do. Because the first part of learning from yourself is that you learn your process for creating clients. I don't teach a process for creating clients because my clients all come to me knowing how to do it. They come to me having already signed clients, created money, but it doesn't feel like a process. It doesn't feel like something they know how to replicate. They aren't thinking, I know how to do this. They're thinking, I have no idea how that happened. That was a fluke. I did not do that, but they did. And so when you learn from yourself, the first thing you learn is your process because you already have one. The other thing you learn is how to clearly see what's working and what's not working. What's not working is your brain thinking the thought, I need to get in front of more people and then you running off and trying to do it. It's not working. You know what else might not be working? Is feeling worried and panicky. Thinking a thought like, I'm not sure what to do. But what is working is the stuff you're probably not seeing. And so you have to teach your brain to see that too, right? When you learn from yourself, you learn to see your process. You learn to see clearly what's working and what's not working. So you know exactly what to replicate, what to stop doing and what to start doing. And sometimes it's just inklings where you're like, "Mm, I don't know for sure, but I think this could not be helping. And then you just try it. So we can boil this whole setting hitting goals down into three parts. Selling yourself first, being in your client's mind, and learning from yourself. It's so simple. And that's what you repeat to set and hit goals. That's the simple three-step version instead of six. So a consistently growing business is one that makes more money in the same amount of time. It's sustainable for you mentally, right? (laughs) Physically health-wise, and relationally. It's sustainable for you and your brain. It's sustainable for your body. You're not burning out. You're not right spending all day thinking about your business and, and being consumed with it. And it's sustainable for you relationally. You're not putting your marriage on hold. You're not putting your kids to the side. You're doing it all. You will... Right? When you're building this sustainable, consistently growing business, you're going to build your capacity to think like an entrepreneur. You're going to create a vision that focuses you, gives you direction, and pulls you out of the weeds of the day-to-day. And you're going to set and hit goals. That is a consistently growing business. And when you do this with me in the Consistent Business Builder Mastermind, you do it with 25 other coaches who aren't like normal humans or normal coaches. These are coaches with a vision, a drive, and a willingness to help each other. So don't build just any business. 
build a consistently growing business. Okay, have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.